Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Nothing is better than Jesus. Well, you can be seated this morning. We're glad you're here. We're going to have a great time this morning. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. I believe that today, and uh, we're glad you joined us this morning. We're starting a new series, and I believe it's going to really relate to all of us that are in this building. And a lot of what I'm going to say today, uh, you're going to be able to resonate with it. You're going to be able to say, yeah, I agree with a lot of it. Maybe some of it you may not. And so I'm hoping to bring some clarity. Is that all right? Uh, what we're, this new series is called Timeless, and what we're saying is that there are certain values in life that never change or should never change. There are certain attributes and virtues in life, values that you and I have that have no expiration date. There is no limit. In fact, uh, whenever I drive through Lakewood, I don't live there, but uh, some of you may live in Lakewood, and uh, there is a statement if you walk in or if you drive in certain points of Lakewood, and there's a phrase or a motto that says, uh, time changes, but values don't. And I believe that today, saying that values don't have an expiration date, that values don't have a time limit. What values are we talking about? There's so many values, but we could talk about the value of love. It's, it's timeless. The value of respect for others is timeless. The value of honesty and truth is timeless. Uh, the value is uh, of morality is timeless. The value of generosity is timeless. And so the question is, what are your values? What are your core beliefs? Because your core beliefs is what shapes everything about your life. Everything about who you are are shaped by your values and uh, what your core beliefs are. There are a lot of people who say, well, it really doesn't matter what you believe. But I want you to realize something. It doesn't matter what you believe because it matters what you believe. Your beliefs are going to determine your behavior and your behavior is going to determine what you become. So the kind of person you are, the kind of person that you uh, basically give out to others, the foundation of your life is chosen by you. In other words, your convictions will determine your conduct. Your conduct will determine your character. And so whatever you want to be in life, you better figure out what your values are. You better figure out what you stand for. Um, my son preached on Wednesday night and he made a statement, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. So I'm going to read a scripture and then we're going to pray. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. How many know that's a good thing already? Lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding, your own philosophy. That's what a lot of people do, their own opinion. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Not you, he will. Do not be wise in your own eyes. How many know people like that? They think they're so smart, but they're not. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's a good word. So let's pray. Let's ask God's grace over this time together. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. 
We thank you for your grace today. I thank you for every person that's sitting in this building this morning. They've made time to come to the house of God. And Lord, you know where they're at uh, mentally. You know where they're at spiritually, emotionally. I pray today, God, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I declare the word of God that, Lord, today, that people would open their heart and their soul to your word. Remove every distraction because there's so many things that distract us even right now. And Lord, let, let not our phone be a distraction. Let's not let notification be a distraction. Let, let, let's not let pop-ups be a, a distraction. Help us to focus on you. Help us to give you our 100% undivided attention. I pray that the people would hear the voice behind the voice. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. So this morning, what I want to talk about is building your life on long-lasting, significant, timeless values. And really, this is going to be an introduction to a series. And in this series, we're actually going to go two months. Normally, we go on a monthly, but I believe there's so many values, so many things that we need to cover in this particular series that we're going to go from uh, October all the way through November, and I believe it'll really, really um, resonate with your life. Because again, values are timeless, uh, and the significance of values uh, have a long-lasting effect. Now, all of us this morning basically agree as a society, we believe on certain things in life that make a difference. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what your background is, what your political party is, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, an independent, uh, whether you're religious or not so religious, whether you're a conservative or liberal, or whether you're an atheist or not. It doesn't matter. The majority of people say that in our society, all of these people from different backgrounds today are saying that there is the moral decay that is happening in our society. In other words, there's a decaying of values in our society. Uh, they've done some surveys, and the most recent survey that I could find says 50% of Americans say the number one problem is not the economy, but the number one problem is the decline or the decay of moral values. 78% of Americans say, morals or the decline of morals are getting worse. And they found that a, a, a Gallup survey said that discovered that Americans today are more interested in values than they have been in any other time or the last 70 years. So people are really interested. It's a hot topic today. People are wondering what's going on in our world. And for most of you, 2020 kind of revealed like, man, our society doesn't have a lot of values, doesn't have a lot of morality. You start seeing people say things and do things that you never thought possible. In fact, some of the headline magazine articles out there, the headliners said, uh, is the U.S. morally in trouble? I'm just going to read you a few headlines. Uh, is there a character deficiency syndrome going on? It, do we live in a nation of liars? Living in the new dark ages, a nation of finger pointers. How moral deprivation breeds kids with attitude. 
morals and mixed signals. The Pe People magazine talked about the new dangers of relativism, uh, shifting realities. All of these, how to disregard the truth, have become an epidemic in America. So all of these aspects that I'm talking about today is covered in politics, in education, in entertainment, in religion. And what is the cause of this moral decline? What is the cause of the standard that we're seeing declining in our society today? And I want to talk about, first of all, the cause. What is the cause of our moral decline? Number two, what is the cost? What is it costing our family? What is it costing our society and our nation? And number three, what is the cure or what is the answer? And again, I'm, I'm basically going to introduce this series and then we're going to get more detailed into different values, different things that we stand for, and what's decaying in our society. But this morning, I want to talk about the cause or the crisis of values in our society. There's two words that, that I want you to kind of write down, truth decay. Say truth decay. I didn't say tooth decay. I said truth decay, okay? And the longer... The longer we are in this world, amen, especially there's two things that America has confused with truth. We no longer value truth anymore. We value convenience. And that's what America does. They value what's easy. I just want something easy. I don't want it hard. I don't want life to be tough. And the second thing that we value is trend. In other words, if it works or... If it does it keep working? And so we don't stand for trend. We stand for truth, right? And today, people really don't care about the truth. Some people even question whether there is such thing as truth. You talk to people, what is truth? They go, I don't know what truth is. I just want something that works. I just want something easy. I just want something that's simple. And today, people don't even realize what truth is. In fact, there's been a major shift when it comes to value, there may have been a major shift when it comes to truth. In the last 60 years, there used to be a universal truth that everybody stood for. That everybody said, this is truth. And today, people don't even know what truth is. 60 years ago, there was a generation that came out of World War II. And they understood the difference between right and wrong. Today, people don't even know what wrong is and what right is. Today, people can't even define it. And they chose, many of those people in that generation, they chose to do wrong. You remember the, I don't know if you can go back, all the way back there, but during the 60s and the hippie movement, they knew they were doing wrong, but at least they knew what wrong was. They said, we know we're doing wrong, but we choose to do it. Today, people say, well, maybe it wasn't that wrong anyway. See, people don't realize what wrong is wrong and what right is right. They don't realize what the standard is. And I want to talk a little bit about what is the standard? What is the standard that we're supposed to live by? And what is truth? Can I just tell you simply what truth is? Truth is Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to know what truth is, truth is not debatable. Truth is not subject to interpretation. Truth is Jesus. Can you say amen? So what happened to truth today? What happened to people standing for right? What happened with people understood what wrong was? Uh, so there's three deceptive philosophies that have come into our society 
that are prevalent today. You see it all over the place, and you can write it down. Number one is individualism. It's all about me. Me, myself, and I. You know somebody like that? Me, myself, and I. It's all about me. And what this individualism, individualism philosophy is, is only I can judge. Only I can determine what's true and what is wrong. Only I am the one. It's individualism. We see it. We have seen it for ages. But today it's more prevalent than ever that people are into themselves. That, and they're the judge. And all that matters is their opinion. All that matters is what they think. And in fact, thousands of years ago, the nation of Israel fell into the dark ages because of individualism. In fact, I'll read you a scripture in the book of Judges, chapter 21. It says, in those days, Israel had no authority. In other words, there was no one that was ruling. So the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Did that sound like our society today? They just did whatever they thought was right. In other words, if there's no judges, no standard, no rule, no law, no absolutes, people are going to do what they want to do. My pastor told me this a long time ago when I, would, when I was early, when I was pastoring, I would try to help people. You ever try to help somebody and you really have the answer? You say, hey, if you'll do this, and, the, and they'll say, yes, yes, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And they do the exact opposite. And you go like, I told them. They were all agreeing, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that, Pastor. Oh, that makes it. Does it make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. That makes sense to you? Yeah, total sense. I get it. Oh, yeah, I got it. And then they just do the opposite. And they agreed with you. They nodded their head. They understood they realize, yeah, this is wrong. I need to do right. And then they do the exact opposite. And my, I asked my pastor, what's wrong with people? And he said, people are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. I've told all my pastors this when they struggle and they try to help people. They go, pastor, what's wrong with people? I go, people are going to do what they want to do. At the end of the day, Everybody's going to do what they want to do. And the reality is we're supposed to do what God wants us to do. Somebody say amen. But see, whenever you do what you want to do, individualism, it's an easy philosophy because you don't have to feel guilty. You measure up to your own standards. You're the one that determines what's right and what's wrong. That philosophy is the result of why Israel, the nation of Israel, fell into anarchy. In other words, it was chaos because they did whatever they wanted to do. And you saw some of that chaos in America a number of years ago where people just did whatever they want to do. Could you imagine people just did whatever? I just blow you away with a shotgun. That's fine. That, that, that's right for me. Would that be right? I just do this because I, I want to do it. So that's individualism. The second one is secularism. Secularism can be summarized, listen to me, God is unnecessary. Secularism is not necessarily, there's no, there's no God. It's basically, yeah, I believe there's a God, but he's just not necessary. He's just kind of a slice of my life. It's like, you know, this little pinky right here. And, and I don't need him, to, you know, in my whole life. He can just be part of my life. Or I don't really need God at all. And systematically, listen to me. In the last 65 years of this nation, we have done everything we could to remove God out of our lives. 
We removed him out of our government, out of our schools, out of every different thing. And basically, people have relegated God to just Sunday mornings. Uh, you know, we only talk about God on Sundays. But we're not going to talk about God in the public forum. We're not going to talk about, you know, God is, you know, again, secularism says God is really unnecessary. And this is why you see society the way it is. They took down the Ten Commandments from different public places. They took prayer out of school. Somebody say amen. They did all of these different things. And people today don't seem to have a standard. It's secularism where, you know, God isn't necessary. Necessary. And so what are people looking to for a standard? What are people looking to for answers? And they flip-flop from what God's word says, and now they're getting their morals from talk show hosts, from movie stars, and rap artists. Oh, my goodness. And then you see bizarre stuff happening on stage, right? This weird stuff, and everybody goes, oh, that was good. I go, that was bizarre. That was weird. You got, you got drag queens reading to kids at school. You got, uh, you know, people are probably, oh, that's so awesome. And, and people are getting their morals from television rather than the word of God. I'm preaching whether you like it or not. So in secularism, God had been removed from the mainstream. God used to be part of our society. God used to be part of what uh, the Lord, uh, you know, everything about us. In fact, Romans chapter 1, verse 25 said, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worship created things rather than the creator. And so we become materialistic. We're worshiping things rather than God. And today, on Sundays, instead of churches being filled, the bars are filled, and the stadiums are filled, and people are, are worshiping their teams. I'm not against football or anything else, but what I'm saying to you is really people have substituted God with other things. And Americans today have made idols uh, out of the things that they possess, uh, out of what they have and what they own, uh, they worship their house, they worship their car, all these different things. Say, I didn't say any of those things are wrong, but we, when we begin to put them in front of God, then it becomes wrong. The third philosophy is relativism. And that doesn't mean you have bad relatives staying with you for a week. That doesn't mean that, okay? What relativism means, basically, is there is... No absolutes. There's nothing that's absolute. That's what relativism is. The idea behind it is your truth may be different from my truth, and we just have different ideals. It's relative. It's vague. In other words, uh, uh, your standard is not my standard. Your standard may be this. My standard may be that. And so it's relative. It doesn't matter what you believe, it doesn't matter what society believes, this is my truth, this is what I stand for. And when you begin to think about it, it it's crazy when you begin to set your own standard and your own beliefs, and, and it doesn't matter what anybody else says. So I can say that this bottle right here is filled with water, and let's just say somebody had put sulfuric acid in here, and they say, no, pastor, that's full of acid. No, I believe it's water. I believe it. It's relative. That's what I believe. I don't care what you believe. And I drink it, it would be foolish, wouldn't it? If everybody knew. So, again, it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It's what I believe. 
If I'm driving down the, the highway and I decide to get on the freeway, but instead of going on the on-ramp, I'm going on the off-ramp, that's what I believe. It's relative. I believe this is an on-ramp. No, it's an off-ramp. Nope, it's relative. It's what I believe. It's all that matters. I set the standard. So when you set the standard, you're driving on this on-ramp that's really an off-ramp, and somebody says, yells to you, you're going the wrong way. Shut up. I believe this is an on-ramp. Wouldn't that be foolish? But yet that's what we're living in today's society. It's all relative. So when people are telling you the truth, they're warning you. They're not judging you. They're being kind to you. Amen. They're trying to help you. Today when you tell people the truth, they're like, oh, they're judging me. No, they're trying to be kind. They're trying to help you. They're trying to tell you that there's truth. And everybody says, well, no, there's no truth. There's no absolutes. And people are trying again. They're living their life on their own relativism, on their own truth, whatever that. You know what? Should I move in with this guy or that girl? Don't do it. Are you hearing me? Should I get a divorce? Don't do it. Should I take drugs? Don't do it. But what if some people tell you, just do what's best for you, whatever you feel. Yeah, if you feel like doing that, yeah, just go ahead, do it. People will tell you that, don't love you. They don't care about you. People say, yeah, just do whatever you want to do, bro. It don't matter. Whatever feels good. It, it's all relative. There's no absolutes in truth. Uh, there's no absolutes in life. Are you absolutely sure? When somebody said there's no absolutes, you're being absolute about there is no absolutes. Am I right? So there is an absolute. I said there is an absolute. Don't let what people are telling you today throw you off. What, what, what we have today is what they call pseudo-intellectualism. And what that means is people think they're smart. They act like they're smart, but they're really not. You see them on Facebook all the time, right? And they say the most illogical, irrational things in life. I feel like responding, but I said, I don't want to argue with the fool, so it's wasting my time. So I don't argue with them, but I'm just thinking to myself, uh, these guys are, are just, they have no idea what truth is. And we live in a world today that people said there's no absolute truth. There are no absolutes in life. Then how in the world can we be sitting in our chairs today? If there's no absolute, then we wouldn't be leaving gravity. Am I right? But because we understand there's gravity, there are physics, laws of physics. Uh, there are laws today that give us truth that we understand they're absolute. When they shoot a rocket into the air, they measure that. There's mathematics that go into the laws of physics. Did you know that when NASA shoots a rocket into the air, they actually don't even aim at the moon. They aim where the moon is going to be when, as the world is turning. Are you with me? Because they measure it by absolute measurements and laws of physics. All of us this morning have to understand that there's universal laws and there's spiritual laws. Am I right? And when you look at the word of God, there are spiritual laws that we're supposed to live by. There are standards that God sets that you can't make up your own standards. You can't make up your own philosophy and say, I'm just going to get to heaven my own way. Guess what? You're not getting to heaven your own way. There's only one way. His name is Jesus. And what I want to say to you today is we live in a society where we're seeing this morality beginning to decay and people today just think they could do whatever they want to do. 
Just think about it this way. If I had bronchitis or you had bronchitis and you went to the pharmacist and said, hey, uh, can I get the prescription filled? And the pharmacist said, you know, I feel like, man, you look a little neurotic. I'm going to give you uh, some medicine for schizophrenia. And you say, wait a minute. I have bronchitis. No, I kind of think you have schizophrenia. I'm going to give you this. And he says, man, uh, uh, you know, wow, I'm supposed to get like 80 MG milligrams. No, I'm going to give you like 3,000, you know, because I just feel like you really need that. I mean, if people just did whatever they want, prescribed to you whatever they want, that, that would be ridiculous. Am I right? But that's what we're getting. We're getting other people's prescription instead of God's prescription. See, I'm going to be honest with you. Truth is narrow. That's why it's called the truth. Truth is very narrow, I should say. And God says, I want you to go, those that follow God today, he says, it's, it's a narrow road. He said, wide and broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Come on, somebody. Think about it. Just think about it. If there was no standard, there was no traffic laws, there were no standards to it. I mean, you could go wherever you want. If you just looked at it and said, well, I know it means green. I know green means to go red, but I, I'm just going to make my own laws up. Oh, I know there's a divided line, but you know, it means I can cross it whenever I want to. Oh, you know, I'm going to add to my house, but, you know, this, this, this part of the property belongs to your neighbor. No, but I just feel it's mine, so I'm just going to build my house across his land. It wouldn't make any sense. There's laws and standards to everything, and we're falling for the con artists today. We're falling for the con of people today. We've been conned by individualism. We've been conned by secularism. We've been conned by relativism. And I'm here to tell you today, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the truth of God. The truth of God never changes. Okay, I'm, I'm preaching better than you're clapping, but that's okay. We, we, what we, we're, we're in a society today where we value tolerance more than we value truth. Oh, amen. I'm hidden somewhere now. You don't want to say the truth because someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to disagree with you, and we're supposed to be tolerable. You know, you know what tolerance used to mean? It used to mean we may disagree on something and we may strongly disagree but I'm going to respect what I'm going to still respect you I'm not going to try to kill you are you with me and today what we're saying what we're seeing is tolerance is that uh, you got to believe what I believe you have to agree with what I agree with we're not going to agree on everything but I can tell you what God's word makes the difference can you say amen and when we look at the word of God, if I said, you know, the president is this person, and you said, no, the president is this person, we know who the president is, we know it's Joe Biden, but friend, if you say, well, I know the president is this, I'm just here to tell you, you're believing a lie. And I'm here to tell you today, when we look at God's word, God's word today is what matters. God's word is the truth today. And today we have a society that, that basically, you know, is following whatever they want to follow and do whatever they want to do. Even Jesus understood. Uh, he understood he had grace for people. And I'm not saying that we're out to condemn people for every sin. D Jesus uh, treated people with dignity. But he didn't lie to people either. The woman that was caught in the act of adultery, we always say, oh, he that without sin cast the first stone. You're casting stones at, at me. You're, you're judging me. No, listen to what Jesus said. 
Jesus, Jesus turned to her and he said, where are those that condemn you? He goes, uh, they're gone. He goes, I don't condemn you either. But then Jesus said, go and sin no more. Hey, stop doing what you're doing. He didn't say, oh, just go back and commit adultery. Go sleep around. It doesn't matter. I don't condemn you. No, he said, go and sin no more. He didn't go around trying to destroy people. He didn't go around trying to put people down. Are you hearing me? We treat people with dignity and respect, but we also tell them the truth. We love you. We understand. You may have some addiction. You may have some problems. We love you. We're going to pray for you, but we're going to tell you, 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 you need to get set free. Are you with me? We love you, man. You may have some things going on in your life, but I'm here to tell you, we love you, we care, we're going to pray for you, but you need to stop doing what you're doing, and God can help you if you surrender your life to him. That's the truth. If you keep going down that road, you're going to, be, you're going to destroy your life. We love people. We're not condemning people, but we're telling people, we're pointing them to the truth. Can you say amen? Oh, that's all right. Amen. I'm going to read the scripture. See, we think that every ideal needs to be equal. We need to give it equal uh, merit. In other words, it's valid if you say it and I say it. But friend, the truth of God really prevails any of this political correctness that we're hearing out there. Ephesians chapter 4 says, they are hopelessly confused. Their closed minds are full of darkness. They are far away from the, Lord, the life of God, and they don't care anymore about right and wrong. Some people are so open-minded that their brains are falling out. Am I right? And what we're talking about today is some people need to close their mind, get it repaired by the power of God. And what I'm saying today is we're, we're so open-minded, we're receiving everything, and we need to understand there's a difference between right and wrong. There's a difference between a truth and a lie. So what is the cost? What is it costing us today? to believe these lies? What is it costing us today to have no standard? What is it costing us today agreeing with the wrong and saying that it's right? What is it cost? I believe we're seeing a culture that is collapsing. I believe what we're seeing is people are, are beginning to go into path where their whole life today is going in the wrong direction, where there's no morality. And it's amazing that, that even the secular world, if you follow it, like I've read some headlines, even the secular world sees that, man, our society is going the wrong direction. Our society is going the wrong direction. It's not going in the right way. I was reading an article, and I should, uh, maybe I'll read it in the second service. It just came to me, okay? So, I saw, I'm sorry, I just thought about this. But I, I was reading an article a, a while back about this atheist, and he's an atheist journalist. He doesn't believe in God. And he was from Africa, and he went back to visit uh, some of the cities in Africa that he remembers, and he noticed that when he went back, there were certain places where he felt at peace, where he felt like safe. And as he began to inquire, he noticed that that city or that area had been, uh, most of the people there had turned their lives over to Christ. Christianity had come to that city. And he noticed that people were happier. He noticed that the economy was better. And he felt safe. And there were certain areas where he felt unsafe and uneasy. 
And he realized those cities had not been touched by Christianity. This is an atheist talking. I'm just telling you, this is the guy that doesn't believe in God. And he wrote this article that he said, Christianity, even though I don't believe in it, has done some good. Well, I'm here to tell you, Christianity to do you more than good. It'll get you to heaven. It'll clean your soul. Can you say amen? But this guy had noticed it. What I'm saying to you, even in our world today, the secular world, even magazines in different places, if you read them today, if you just go in, you'll begin to read that, my goodness, there's something wrong with our society. There's something wrong with the way things are going. If you begin to read some of these things and what they're looking for, they don't realize, or maybe they do, but they don't want to be honest, is God has been taken out of our society. Listen to this statistics, how our culture is collapsing. In the next 30 minutes, 228 children will be beaten, molested, and otherwise abused. In the next 30 minutes, 57 kids will run away from home, and three out of four of those girls, um, let me read this. We'll end up selling, we'll end up selling sex to survive. Uh, 20 children will attempt suicide in the next 30 minutes. Um, Wow. Uh, 285 children will become victims of a broken home. Every day in America, 14 children and youth are murdered. 326 children are arrested for alcohol offenses. 359 children are arrested for drug offenses. Every day in America, 3,356 high school students drop out of school. Every day in America, 3,533 babies are born to unwed mothers. Every day in America, 6,042 children are arrested. Every day in America, 13,000 public school students are suspended from school. Every day in America, 135,000 children pack guns and, or knives to go to school. I'm just telling you, this is general statistics. Every day in America, 35% of all internet downloads are pornographic. Every day in America, three to six Three to six percent of the adult population are watching porn, and 65 percent of them are young adult men. 18 percent of them are young women. Every day in America, again, it's telling us that pornography has dominated. It's that 40 million U.S. Americans regularly visit the internet websites. So what we're seeing is the collapse of our society, of our culture. These things are happening. We have more people in jail in America than any other country in the world. This is what's costing our society. Proverbs 28, 29, 18, where there is ignorance of God, crime runs wild. We're seeing this today. We're seeing a breakdown of the family. We're seeing a breakdown of our culture. Because of the ignorance of God, there is no standard of truth. There is no standard of God. I'm telling you today, God's word is the standard. Can you say amen? I say God's word is supposed to be the standard. We have a standard. There are things in life that we have. Has anybody ever played Scrabble before? Any of you guys ever played Scrabble? Could you imagine if, if we were playing Scrabble and I put a word there? 
And I said, I got 57 points and you're sitting there. So that's not a word. Oh, I say it's a word. No, no, you can't just say, yeah, I I say it's a word. Give me 57 points. I say it, it's a word. It's my standard. What do you do? You say, no, the standard is not you or me. The standard is the dictionary, right? So you go to this dictionary, right? The Webster's Dictionary or the Cambridge Dictionary, and you look it up, and you said, no, we looked at it. There's not a word like that. You're making it up. We don't give you any credit for it, right? Can I tell you what the standard, what book we have today? It's called the Bible. That is the standard. That is the truth. It still holds truth today. Decades, hundreds of years later, and today we can look to God's word, and it is still standing as true. All of us today, we have a standard that we reference. We have a standard that we look to. How come we can't look to God's word as the standard? Every culture has collapsed when people move away from God and do their own thing. How many of us, you work in a job that said, well, I have to be unethical, I have to lie, and all that. No, you don't. You stand for God's word. No, you don't. Don't, don't lie for people. Don't flip-flop. And today, that's what we're seeing in our society today. People that used to say this is perverted, today they say, no, it's sophisticated. We're turning criminals into celebrities. Am I right? Man, we're turning people that said, man, this is wrong, and we're saying this is right. We're killing millions of babies, unborn babies, every year. Yet we protect more animals than we do our own babies, right? On one hand, on one hand, we call marriage out of date and women are subjected. Yet when you're gay, marriage is the good thing. Are you with me today? I'm going to read you a scripture. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Destruction is certain for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light, and light is dark. God is not mock. Let me just tell you that. The Bible says whatever you sow, whatever you plant, is going to come back to you. When our society keeps planting wrong, you're going to get wrong in return. Here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 29, 18, a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. We're living in a time today where people have lost their direction, have lost their sense of order, have lost their reference to what is true and what is wrong. And this is why it's important today that we get back to the word of God. Our nation today was founded, listen to tell you, was founded on the premise that God is our creator. That God has endued us or endowed us by, we've been endowed by our creator that we're to follow these basic moral laws, uh, that they are a cornerstone to our society. There's a guy that did a study and he found that 15,000 documents of the founding fathers, uh, 34% of those documents were quoting the Bible directly. I'm just here to tell you, I'm not saying that all these founder fathers were Christians. I'm not saying that. But they understood what right was, wrong, what right was and what wrong was. They understood what to reference in our, word, uh, in our life today, in our society today. Today they're trying to take the Ten Commandments out of, our, uh, out of uh, every you know, uh, building and federal building. Friend, I'm, I'm here to tell you, we need the Ten Commandments back, man. We need our kids to learn the Ten Commandments. I'm just telling you the truth. And I'm going to finish with this. What is the cure? What is the cure today? 
The cure is rebuilding the foundation of God back in our lives today. It's building our life back on God's word and who God says you are. Look at what the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 9. God shows us how to distinguish right from wrong, how to find the right decision every time. I know there's a lot of philosophies out there. I know there's a lot of things that we see and read, but I'm telling you today, if it's not God's word, don't receive it. If it's not coming from the word of God, don't receive it today. I'm going to just say a couple of things today as I close. Truth is something that is universal today, not your opinion. Truth is something that we're supposed to live by. Truth is unchanging. I don't care who you are. Truth doesn't fade, doesn't trend. Truth stands forever. And when we look at the truth of God, it'll begin to guide you. I'm going to read this last scripture, Psalm chapter 119. It says, God's word is a flashlight. Amen. Or Psalm 19, 105. God's word is a flashlight or is a spotlight. Amen. It's a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. I want you to know the word of God, if it guides you, it'll keep you from stumbling. It'll keep you from following. If you look at God's word as your moral compass, if you look at God's word as the one that guides your life, you'll never go wrong. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about being flawless. But what I'm saying today is God's word is the guiding light to everything that you do. When you let it become your flashlight, you'll never fall into a pit. When you let it become your flashlight today, you'll see where you're going. And again, this series, listen to me. This series is supposed to be that we're going to choose God to be our standard. That it's timeless today. In other words, there is no time limit. In this series, we're going to deal with certain issues. We're going to talk about certain things that are timeless, that never expire. We're going to get back to the truth. Is that all right? I said, we're going to get back to the truth of the Word of God this morning. I know what our society says. I know what all the social media says. But I'm telling you today, that's not going to help anyone. That's not helping people. That's destroying our society. That's destroying our culture. We're going to get back to God's Word. We're going to get back to the values of the Word of God. We're going to live our lives back to the Word of God. That's going to be the standard. I said God's Word is going to be the standard. And when you put God's Word back in your life, you're going to see God heal your marriage. You're going to see God heal your family. You're going to see God heal our nation and our cities. You're going to see God begin to move in your family like never before because you're getting God's word back into your home. So let's pray. Father, we pray today. God, your word is our standard. Your word is our guiding light today. God, today, I don't want my opinion to be the standard. I don't want people's opinion to be the standard. God, I'm not looking for an external source to be my standard. I'm not looking for an internal source to be the standard, but I'm looking for an eternal source, your word, your eternal, to be my standard today. That, God, you're going to be the one that directs everything about my life today. So I look to you. We look to you, God, to be our guiding light. We look to you to guide our path, that you're going to be the standard today. So we thank you today. I pray. 
Father, for every person, those that are watching online, those that are sitting in this room today, that we're going to look at these timeless values and we're going to live by them, God. We're going to do everything that we can to live by the Word of God, your standard for our lives today. So, Father, I pray for every person. And perhaps you're in this room right now. You're sitting in this room or you're watching online at the sound of my voice. And you can be honest with yourself. Say, man, I'm not living according to God's standard. I just kind of form my own philosophy. I kind of form my own standard in life. I kind of have my own opinion. I, I live by that. That's not going to get you into heaven. That's not going to get you an eternity in the presence of God. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No matter who you are, you're still a sinner. That's the truth. That's what the Word of God says. We're all sinners. We fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says, let man, let God be true and every man a liar. We all, we all lie to ourselves. But this is why Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life, and no one gets to the Father but by me. Talking about Jesus. You can't get to heaven on your own opinion. You can't get to heaven by your own philosophy. You can't get to heaven by, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. You can't do it your way. You got to do it God's way. And God's way is Jesus. That's why Jesus made a way for us to get into heaven. And how did he do that? He laid down his life. He gave his life on the cross of Calvary. And said, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, God wants to give you a new life. Today, God wants you to be able to come and be in his presence with him. But Jesus is the way to get there. It's by receiving Jesus in your life today. So if you're in this room right now with every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment, you say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. I need Christ to come into my heart. I need to make that commitment to the Lord. I've been kind of walking in my own philosophy, been kind of walking in my own truth, which is really a lie because only Jesus is the truth today. So if you're in this room, you be honest with yourself. Be honest for once. You're in the house of God. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God today. Say, you know what, Pastor? I need Jesus in my life. I need to give my life over to Christ. Today's your day. If that's you, we want to pray for you. Every head bowed today, every eye closed for just a moment. He said, Pastor, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I want Christ to come in my life. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Is there anyone right now? You said, Pastor, that's me. Would you pray for me? I need Jesus in my life. Anyone at all, just raise your hand right now. We don't want you to leave the same way that you walked in. Be honest with God. You've been kind of setting your own standard. God bless you over here. This young lady on my right. Thank you. God bless you. Let me put your hand down. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? You're in this room right now. God's speaking to you. Doesn't matter how young, how old you are. Friend, I'm talking about your soul. And I'm talking about truth. And why am I speaking truth? Because God loves you. We care about you. We're not here to judge you. We're here to tell you the truth. That the only way to heaven is Jesus. You're not going to make it your own way. It's not going to happen. I don't care what your philosophy is. It doesn't hold water with God. Today, Jesus is the only way. He said it. He's not a liar. And today, if you want to get to heaven, you want Jesus to be Lord of your life, you say, you know what? I need the Lord in my life. I need God in my life today. 
you believe that say you know what that's me I need the Lord right now raise your hand raise your hand is there anybody else right now God bless you this young man here thank you anybody else be honest with God be honest with yourself say that's me that's me I'm okay I'm alright well you may think that but I'm here to tell you today that without God you're not getting in I'm just going to tell you the truth I love you I care about you whoever you are in this room if you don't have the Lord in your life today's your day today's your opportunity don't let this moment pass you by that's me I need God in my life I need the Lord in my life is there anyone else you'd raise your hand right now be honest with God be honest with yourself today maybe you're once walking with God but you're away from God today you need to come back you need to make your way back to the Lord today Say, I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. I'm, I've been away from God. Is there anyone here right now? You'd raise your hand. Say, that's me. I need to rededicate my life to the Lord right now. Anybody else right now? All right, I want to pray with you today. Why don't we stand together? You raise your hand. I think this young man over here, this young lady, would you just come right now? We want to pray with you. Come on, come with them. Come with this young man here. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. God bless you. How you doing today? God bless you. How you doing, brother? God bless you, man. I'm going to pray with you guys, okay? Why don't we all pray together? Why don't we just close our eyes, bow our heads for a moment? I'm going to give you the words to this prayer, but I want you to mean it from your heart. And say it. Say this prayer to God, not to me or anyone next to you. And just speak it out. Don't just say it in your mind. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart to forgive me of all my sins. Be Lord of my life. From this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your Holy Spirit. We pray for the presence of God. Lord, to just come into their lives today. And Lord, that they'll experience your love and forgiveness wherever they're at right now. I pray for your grace. I pray for the love of God to fill their soul today. And Lord, you'll, you'll be real to them. That God, they're going to leave different than they walked in this morning. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you today. All over this house right now, why don't we just lift our hands toward heaven. God. We thank you all over this place for your grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for the standard. How many in this room right now say, Pastor, I'm, I'm going to live my life according to God's standard. I'm going to live my life according to God's truth. Maybe you've kind of been wavering a little bit. Maybe you've been, been kind of swayed by the society and philosophies that are out there this morning. But you say you're going to make a commitment today. My family is going to live according to God's standard, according to God's word. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to water it down. I'm going to start living true, not my truth, but God's truth. Today, as, we, as they lead us in worship, why don't you come? Amen. You said, man, I'm going to make that commitment. I'm going to open this altar today so that you can come and pray and say, that's me. That's me. I'm going to begin to do that. My own life, personally, for my family, just come right now. And as you come, they're going to sing. They're going to sing it to the Lord this morning and just make your way down here right now. 
Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.